Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God which we will consider this evening is recorded in the prophet Isaiah chapter 42, reading at verse 6. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. These are the words. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, who is our covenant and Savior, this Lenten season we've been connecting the dots between the Old Testament prophecies which point to Jesus and then the New Testament accounts of how he carried out all of them. We call that line between promise and fulfillment the road to redemption. Rightly so, because in his keeping of all of the promises God made about him, Jesus paid the ransom that has redeemed set us free from our sins and won for us the treasure of eternal life with God in heaven. This evening we're gathered for our traditional Maundy Thursday service. Our focus tonight is on what Jesus said and did when he was with the 12 disciples in the upper room celebrating the Passover meal. In addition to humbly and lovingly washing the feet of the disciples, Jesus established the holy meal that we ourselves will celebrate and share here this evening. Traveling on the road to redemption, we'll consider our theme, covenant to covenant. What exactly is a covenant? A covenant is a contract sometimes referred to as a testament, as in a last will and testament. A covenant is a solemn agreement between two parties. So a treaty between two nations can be called a covenant. Marriage vows between a bride and a groom are a covenant. The sale of real estate sometimes has stipulations which are referred to as covenants. Here in our text, centuries before he was born, God the Father speaks to God the Son and says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. The first covenant or agreement was made by God because the sin of Adam and Eve destroyed the perfect harmony and unity that existed between himself and man. So God established the first covenant on Mount Sinai in the form of the Ten Commandments. Those commandments begin with this statement from God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. In other words, God was saying, this is what I've done for you. Now this is what you must do for me. You must live as my children and avoid idols. But we know what happened. Israel 
did not keep that covenant, that agreement with God. They didn't honor what they had promised him on Mount Sinai. But they broke the stipulations of the agreement by worshiping false gods. In his mercy, God made provisions for the people for the times that they broke the covenant. Animals were to be sacrificed with their blood being shed for the sins of the people. But again, here in our text, the Father says to Jesus, I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people. In other words, the Father says, you, Jesus, are the real covenant. I've called you for this purpose, and I've planned it from the beginning of time. I will keep you and preserve you so that you can be the new covenant to replace the old one which my people have broken. You, Jesus, will fulfill the demands of the whole law, not only for the people of Israel, but for the whole world. So we say that Jesus Christ is now our covenant. Not one of us could fulfill the obligations of the old one, though we still rightly see the Ten Commandments as a mirror. They can only condemn us as they remind us and show us our failure at obeying God. But now in Jesus we have a new covenant, and he satisfied all those demands and commandments in our place. This covenant then comes totally by the grace of God. The old one given at Sinai was bilateral. Both parties, God and Israel, had something to do. But the new covenant is unilateral. That is, only one party, God, does everything, and we get the benefit. A bilateral disarmament treaty, for example, means that both countries agree to get rid of certain weapons. A unilateral agreement means that only one country agrees to get rid of its weapons. In global politics, a unilateral agreement is considered foolishness. But in this covenant God makes with us through Jesus, that sort of foolishness means our salvation. When people break covenants here on earth, we know the results are disastrous. It can lead to war between nations. If someone is unfaithful and breaks their marriage covenant, it can result in separation or a divorce. Thanks to God, he doesn't go to war with us. He does not divorce us from himself when we break his commandments because Jesus paid the price for our sin and fulfilled the covenant we are forgiven. Legal agreements are written down in ink, never in pencil because someone might erase the terms of the covenant, or they may fade over time and become illegible. But this covenant is signed and sealed with blood. When he made the old covenant with Israel on Mount Sinai, God told Moses to take the blood of a sacrificed animal and then announced to the people, this is the blood of the covenant God made with you. And then Moses was to take the blood of the animal from the bowl and sprinkle it upon the heads of the people. That's a picture. 
taken on the road to redemption. For the new covenant made for us on Mount Calvary, God says to his son, I'll make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. That is, you, Jesus, yourself will be the blood sacrifice for all sin and for all sinners. Tonight, then, we celebrate the sacrament Jesus established in the upper room that night prior to his arrest and torture and crucifixion, when during the meal Jesus passed around the unleavened bread, he told his disciples, this is my body. Jesus then passed to them the cup of wine, and he said, drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant, the new testament in my blood, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sin." So here in this sacrament, we have and receive the very body and blood of our Savior, according to his own word, that blood which uh, of the new covenant was shed once for all for everyone on the cross to bring us God's own forgiveness. And how we need that gift of God's forgiveness when we examine ourselves and look into our lives, we see that so oftentimes we break our promises to God and we fail to obey him as we should. How often we've broken his commandments and therefore have broken this covenant with him. We're led to admit an awful truth and that is that we finally deserve nothing good from him. But receiving this sacrament we receive God's own pardon. For Jesus comes to us here and as individuals says to us, drink from it. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. That forgiveness in his blood is ours. Jesus is our covenant. For a covenant to be valid, both of the parties involved in it must be present. So God was present with his people when he handed down the first covenant, the tables of the law on Mount Sinai. And he directed later that the Ten Commandments be placed in a box called the Ark of the Covenant. He directed that the Ark be carried by the people as they traveled, wherever they went. And in this way, God was present with his people. So this new covenant we have in Jesus Christ is also confirmed by his presence. For he has promised to be present with his body and blood in the elements and with and under the elements of bread and wine. Here he gives himself to us as a personal guarantee that he is our true savior from sin who has fulfilled the first covenant perfectly in our place keeping every commandment every day as our substitute. The old covenant of the law was good. After all, God himself established it. But we could not and did not fulfill its commands, its terms. This new covenant we have in Jesus Christ is better. He sealed it with his own blood which he shed on the cross and he offers his forgiveness for all our sins committed under the old covenant. As we consider the road to redemption, 
Let us give thanks to God for this new covenant of his own son and receive his body and blood in true repentance and faith. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen.